Hello and welcome. You are listening and watching episode 101 of the Nearly Men Video Games podcast coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday the 27th of January 2022. My name is Paul Kaczynski and joining me today is none other than Colin Little. Ahoy hoy. And Blunder Boy 87. Hello. And together we are the Neely Men. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by executive producer Hamster Boy. Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer. We have nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, and we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Neely Men, and at some point you have probably kicked our asses online. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. This is the first podcast since November, I believe. And we're back, yes. and it's nice to see you. All. It's lovely to be back. Lovely to to be here. Lovely to have all uh, lots of lovely folks in the chat. We see you all. Nice to see you. Did you um, have a nice festive time, gentlemen? I, I did. I did. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I did. Think as I, I did. Did you? Yes, I did. Thank you very much. Good, 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 good. Set. Do you know what I mean? How do we do this again? Can we not remember? What the <laughs> like, it feels so long ago. Like January has been the longest year ever. Uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm doing dry January, so I can tell you it's definitely been the longest ever. <laughs> I, I've been under company in January, Colin. So I can tell you even longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, good on you. How you how you how you holding up? Because you're. I'm doing all right. I've got like four days to go. Um, I mean? So I it's it's all right. I can. I can manage that. It's, it's it's been um it's been good. I'm I'm feeling the uh, the benefit for it. But good, I tell you, good. I'm very much looking forward to a nice sensible pint or two when <laughs> when all is said and done. And a whiskey. If not a whiskey in ages. Oh. I read an article the other day for Burns Night about various whiskies and I was like, I shouldn't <laughs> read this right now, but I'm gonna have a quick read now just that I'm going I did have to mm. laugh on the Sunday social when I flew over Isla. And I'm going down there's Lafroig and Lagavulin and all that. And up in the chat comes Colin Little going, This is torture! <laughs> 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 and how are you, Blinda? How's your January been, sir? It's been good. It's been busy. It's been busy, busy, busy. So I had to move for those who I moved house because I moved job. But it beats, be- it beats better. It be- beats living in a hotel for a month again, which was mm-hmm. interesting. And then I go back to Sweden, so that was nice. Uh, I had shingles, which was not so nice. <laughs> so it's been a very up and down month. My days has been a roller coaster for you, pal. It has. does not do things by halves. No, I'm just like, everything hit me at once, please, thanks, love it, bye. How, how are you in your new house? Are you settled, or is there still lots to be done? Is oh, it... gosh, no, I'm se- I, I did seven, I unpacked seven rooms in two days. Jeez, and what about the other 27 rooms? <laughs> <laughs> Mark's I'm sure off. He's got seven rooms. Uh, seven, I don't think I've got seven rooms in this entire house. <laughs> and those two days, Mark did the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, I hate boxes. I just hate boxes. It goes back to years ago uh, when I lived with someone and there was like four boxes just there for like five months. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Did you live with Paul Kaczynski? Uh, don't come to <laughs> my house. Don't come to my house. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I just, I, lots of people said that, like, get. You're not allowed to come visit, and I'm like, why? And like, I've been in my house for three years, and I got boxes, and I'm like, it, it's fine. It's not my house. Yeah, <laughs> we've got we've got boxes. Like we've been in this house like five years. We've got boxes that we've never opened. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, it's, uh, uh, that happened last my last house, and when I got to that box, I thought I obviously don't need what's in this box. 
I've I've lived in my previous house. I lived there for what, seven years. I thought I've never mm-hmm. been in this box in seven years. Surely I don't need what's in that box. Did yeah. you blind chuck it? Set it in fire, mate. <laughs> nice. Somewhere. Nice. Kevin Spacey's raging. <laughs> I feel bad even. I, I, ah, I was a seven. I feel bad even mentioning him. That was a wee bit of a stretch. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for episode 101. Here we are. We love hearing from you. If you want to get in touch, here's how you can do it. Reaching the Nearly Men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or your preferred podcast player. We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Gary at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as the Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? Indeed, what are you waiting for? Get in touch. We love hearing from you, whether it's just to tell us what you're playing or what you're doing on your Saturday afternoon. We'd like to know. Ladies and gentlemen, just before the Christmas break, we dropped our merchandise. Yes, we did. Uh, our merchandise Woo-hoo. is now available at printbunker.co.uk. Um, there's, oh, there's a wee selection, isn't there, gentlemen? In fact, mm-hmm. Colin's, Colin is sporting one as we, as we speak here, if you're a visual listener. And uh, yes, you can get your hoodie. Uh, you can get a hoodie and you can get t-shirts. There's five colours available. There's white, tropical, blue, red, Irish green, daisy... I went for the daisy one, um, oh, nice. which, which does not work on a green screen. <laughs> yeah, we've discovered there's quite a few of the oh. nearly men colours that do not work on green screen. <laughs> the, the lovely mineral blue colour that I've got doesn't work very well either. No. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the Irish green's not going to work either. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you're not streaming in it, I mean, they're very stylish, they're very fine, fancy. Designed, we should say, by none other than Colin Little. That yes, that's true. I did. I did design them. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it was a long time coming. Actually, like I first designed them in 2019, I believe. Oh, uh, at least I started work on. I mean, even longer. Actually, the, the controller design. Uh that's years ago. I designed oh, that. You designed that for a stream. One of the mm-hmm. save points, didn't you? That, uh, that was our backdrop, I think, at one point. I don't even remember. I see. see. <laughs> um. So it's it's sort of various iterations, but we've got that. We've got the nearly many heads, and we've got a uh, uh, Tetris as well. I've got a few other ideas of of some other ones that we might do, um, possibly even sort of nearly men specific t shirts. You know, oh. if you've got a particular nearly man you're 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 particularly wanting to represent, then then we can maybe get some of those going on the go as well. We all um, know that's blunder. We all know yeah. everybody wants blunder. I mean, we know which one's going to sell the most. I know. It doesn't mean. It's always you have someone's cheeky, you can just pull your shirt up and have red across your chest. Red. 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 The button, you push it and does that. Yes. I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Blunder already trying to sell his own NFTs. No. Get a nice NFT so Blunder no. voice. Listen, Colin. I'll have you know, I have followed Paris Hilton because she promoted the NFTs. That's a big step for me. Oh, my God. Bobby days. Troy Baker. We haven't Let's, even discussed him. Colin, him who shall not be named. Create or hate, man. It's up to you. Create, don't <laughs> hate. Create, don't hate. <laughs> I choose hate. 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 <laughs> Every time, choose hate. So you can get uh, those five colours of t-shirts and also uh, a 
rather fetching hoodie. Now you can go for black, uh, and there is other colours as well. Uh, for some reason, oh, it's the same colours as no, the t-shirts. Uh, the, so the hoodies are only in two colours at the moment, as far as I'm oh, black no. and white. No, I think you find those are shades. Have they changed it? Uh, oh, because this my, is my wife's new information. My wife's got blue. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, hold on a minute. Why? Same colours I've got here. Same colours as oh, the t-shirts. That's new. That's updated. That is new. And there is a black. I think that's the difference, is you can get the same colours as the t-shirts and also a black hoodie. We can't get a black t-shirt And I'm wearing anymore. the black one right now. It's very um, nice. It's very Although nice. if you've got a cat like me that's one's white, uh, one's white and black and one's black and white, maybe don't get a black hoodie because <laughs> I am constantly lint rollering myself because I'm covered in cat hair. Yeah. So the t-shirts are fifteen ninety nine, and that includes postage. And the hoodies are a bargain, quite honestly, at twenty pounds ninety nine plus, uh, including postage. Sorry, including postage. Mm-hmm. So you can get them at printbucker.co.uk, and if you type command merch in any Nearly Man stream, you can get a link directly to it. Printbunker.co.uk. Printbunker. So, gentlemen, uh, earlier today, I mean, this is hot off the press. Yes, we had the Sea of Thieves 2022 preview. Colin, you were watching. I was. Tell me. I was. Tell us all. Oh my goodness. There is a lot, a lot to look forward to in 2022 with Sea of Thieves. There's a couple of big things, first of all. <clears throat> a couple of things we did know was potentially happening, or at least we sort of thought might happen. Sadly, for a small member of the community, uh, Arena is closing. The PvP only arena is closing down. Which is quite sad actually um, given the fact that <clears throat> Paolo and I's first sort of like um, proper meeting of the Sea of Thieves community actually happened in the arena. We met uh, the wonderful Shumba and Foxy in there who both raided over to the Nearly Men and brought a number of our community members who are big Sea of Thieves fans over <laughs> there. So, so the arena will always have a uh, kind of place in my heart for that. And actually, with, I've been uh, doing some arena recently. It's been a lot of fun. With no arena, there's no evil monkey. Well, exactly. That's that's a tragedy, exactly. surely. Exactly. Um, but, you know, there's still a few weeks left. I think it's going to close uh, at the start of Season 6, which is actually taking place in March. Uh, so you've still got a few months left. So if anyone's trying to get those... A uh, few weeks left, sorry. If anyone's trying to get those um, Sea Dogs uh, commendations and stuff. Um, that's where you're going to have to go. I, I, I kind of anticipate the arena is going to get pretty busy for the next nah, Probably the um, best. <laughs> but, you know, they did say that literally out of their player base of upwards of 5 million players, um, the only 2% are, are really using the arena. So oh, wow. they are going to focus on adventure and they are bringing a massive amount of stuff to the uh to to the adventure side of the thing um first of all there's two main big additions to the game these are going to be adventures and mysteries adventures i think these are really going to be up your up your uh, alley blunder boy these are sort of cinematic story-based live events that the community take part in um, mm. These are things such as we, you know, people have been watching over the last few days as we saw Golden Sands, as you can see in the video there right now. Golden Sands, the most beautiful, idyllic um, outpost in the game. The, this tropical slice of paradise is has been destroyed. Has been <gasps> destroyed, um, and um, and players are going to have to work out how it's happened and and fight their way back. And and these events are going to be 
um, impacted and the the eventualities or the outcomes of these individual adventures are going to be decided by the way the players play the game. Um, so, so players are actually going to get a chance to write their own part of the Sea of Thieves story and and the effects of these adventures, things like Golden Sands, are going to be forever changed and affected by the scope of these stories. So actually there's going to be players such as us who played and remember Golden Sands as how it is, but Golden Sands is going to be a very different outpost in the coming uh, coming years of the game. And and it may well evolve further um due to how how uh the uh, that particular adventure um unfolds. I'll come back to the adventures in a minute because going alongside the adventures are also going to be mysteries. And these um Sea of Thieves have been sort of playing with for a while. Um there was runes and various other things that they've been using via social media, particularly on Twitter, and players have been unlocking and, and decoding. Well, mysteries are going to be the same sort of thing. It's going to be an overarching mystery that's going to be less story-based and much more um, sort of about the players themselves unraveling or, or, or working out. And the first one we're going to have is a mystery. We're going to have a murder to solve. One of the well-known and beloved Sea of Thieves characters is going to be murdered and uh, players are going to have to work out who did it and how it happened. Oh my. So that's going to be a really exciting thing that's just going to be happening uh, alongside. The first adventure, Shrouded Islands, which we are actually seeing the cinematic trailer for just now, um, that's launching on February the 17th. Um, and we've got a, a special pirate, you can see her there just now, Belle, who's come back from the Shroud, and she's going to be guiding us uh, through that. She's come back to help the Pirate Lord um, and, and work out what on earth's been happening. Um, it's it's really super excited. I am very much intrigued by how both the adventures and the mysteries are going to add to what um, what's already there. You know, the the most recent update, season five, um, they they basically they called it the tools, not rules um, update, which of course has been a a, a sort of mantra that CFEs have had for quite a while: tools, not rules. And and this is just going to add more and more stuff to 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 play in this this massive um, open world sandbox. There's some new um, other things adventure uh, that we've noticed as well. Sea forts. These are the the kind of concrete looking Spanish style sea forts that that, that people saw um, in the the teaser of the, the preview event. These are going to be um, this. I think there's seven, six or seven different sea forts around about the the world, and these are going to appear in the game. These are basically a sort of single-player sort of PvE. So I don't think these are going to work in the same way. As far as I'm aware, they won't work the same way as the normal forts. So rather than at a normal fort where you potentially are you're fighting your way through waves of skeletons and there's every possibility that a ship's going to come and sink you and steal your loot, I, I think these sea forts, if a sea fort magically appears in front of you, as far as I'm aware, it's probably going to be more of an instance sort of thing. I may be wrong, but that's what I kind of managed to gather from it. So this is this is more something that will be a sort of unique experience for yourself. Um, you will battle waves of phantoms or, or different types of phantoms, and there's going to be fort captains. Um, so, so and there's also three different types at the moment of these sea forts, depending on which regions of the the world you're going to be in. Um, there's a prison style um, one that's in the roar, I think, and possibly the wilds. 
Uh, there's the overgrown ones, which I think might be in the ancient isles. And then the Spanish, the kind of traditional, more concrete, more sort of like um, traditional looking, um, a bit less kind of messed up forts. I think they're going to be in the shores of plenty. I could have, I could have got that wrong. On top of that, there's brand new pirate legend voyages going to be coming. These are going to be um, completely replayable multiple, multiple times. And actually with a number of variables and stuff, you're essentially going to have a kind of never ending sort of set of different voyages that you can do as a pirate legend um to to keep keep the game playing once you've sort of once you're in that sort of end game uh stuff so there, there's tons and tons of things happening there's also a, a lovely roadmap that was put up um which i do have here as well um which gives us a sort of timeline for what they're doing and there's a couple of really exciting little additions in there season six is launching in march 2022 that's when the sea forts and the pirate legend content's coming. You're going to get three new adventurers at that time. So there'll be three of the new adventures, plus a mystery begins. On top of that, you've got your usual stuff, the pirate emporium content, the new Plunder Pass, and there's going to be a community day. The first community day, Sea of Thieves community day, um, is actually happening this Sunday, the 30th. And it looks like there's going to be a community day every season after that, which I'm quite excited about. Um, season 7 is going to launch in June 22 again that's going to add uh, three new adventures, there's going to be ongoing mysteries and all the usual stuff but there's going to be some new ways to play and progress added in season 7 and then in season 8 in September 22 I am really excited about, they're also going to be expanded role play and quest types on top of three new adventures, ongoing mysteries and the, the usual stuff, I can't wait to see what what the expanded roleplay might be. Is this going to be new roles that you can take on? Who knows? Um, and then all the way at the end of the year this year coming, December 22, there's going to be new social options for crews. So I don't know what that means. Um, and again, another three new adventures, ongoing mysteries, monthly Emporium content, uh, new Plunder Pass, and another community day. So um, it's, it's amazing. A game that's, you know, the game's already, um, what is it, three years old? Uh, coming up on four years old, and they are just filling it with more and more stuff, and I just can't wait. I, I honestly think this could well be the best year yet for Sea of Thieves, and and I think it's pretty, pretty exciting. Um, Paolo, you you watched a little bit of it yourself. What, what did you, what, what's your sort of um, feelings? I I think it's um, really good. I think it's a really good way to kind of liven up the the evolution really of the of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's brilliant that they're looking to the community to to be part of the evolution of it, and I, I love the fact that these mysteries and adventures and all that jazz. It's the mysteries, isn't it? It's like a bigger overarc one, isn't it? Uh, well, they, they they both are. The mysteries are going to be stuff that the community will have to work together to uncover. The adventures uh, are the ones, as far as I'm aware, that that actually the community and the way the community play can have an outcome aye. on the. So, like, for instance, there's every possibility, and they kind of alluded to this, that possibly the adventures are like an overarching war between the Pirate Lord and Flameheart. And depending on how players play, Flameheart might win some battles and maybe other outposts might be destroyed, for instance. Or maybe maybe the players and the Pirate Lord might win some battles and, and manage to claim some of the Vale or claim claim places like Golden Sands back, for instance, you know. 
Um, yeah. And I, I just, I just think it's really quite exciting to see how they're going to implement it. I mean, um, I think it's great. I think it's it's the right way to do it, and it's it's very Sea of Thieves, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's great, you know. I, I, it's, it's as you said at the top of it, you know, the that we know the world as it is, and it might not be like that next year when new players join. Yeah, uh, and it's it's you know we we joined Sea of Thieves fairly far into it as it was, yeah. and um, I was plagued with people coming up and saying, "Well, what didn't used to be like this? Or you didn't need to do that, <laughs> you didn't need to do that, and that wasn't there, and we couldn't do that, and blah blah." blah. And it, it's it's just from the day dot, it's just been an evolving game, and I think it's it's it's, it's a very modern way of of having a game. I think, and I think that's uh, only a good thing. Yeah, and and it's it's the thing is that any sort of live service game has this sort of thing, but generally, I've kind of felt with other lives. I guess things like um, Destiny are my best experience of live service games. They're the ones I've played the most, and. I kind of feel that they sort of dwindled after a while. After a couple of years, I was a bit, you know, not necessarily bored because I always quite enjoyed it, but there was a lot less to do. I feel that, that Sea of Thieves is going in a complete different direction where there's just more and more yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, I uh, I have to say, I, I really, I, I'm just, I'm very excited with what they're doing with it. I think that the, the, the way they're kind of working with the community and and uh, and and just yeah, I I I I'm really excited. I didn't know what was going to happen. I I kind of wasn't sure if they're going to mention. There's still no mention about um, uh, custom servers yet, which I still would love them to get in sooner rather than later. And it, uh, you know, it is coming. Um, there is the possibility with Arena going. I did see Spammels talking about this in one of his YouTube videos. His prediction that that Arena was going to go and that custom servers was going to take its place. Mm. There's certainly been no announcement about that, yeah. but that might that might still come to pass. Um, but uh, what I did. Oh God, I've just lost my train of thought there. That's not ideal. Um, <laughs> get, get it back. Uh, I want to ask Blund, Blunder: Is yeah. any of this yeah. kind of uh, teasing you back into? potentially play more of it or is it just is it just not your cup of tea what's the deal i like playing it with people i get I, I, I don't think i just sit and play myself like i find mm-hmm. it i like i think if i were to go play in the ocean i'll play subnautica because mm-hmm. like there's like you could say call them more a story but if they're interested in story bits i just feel like in a pirate ship i should be with people so that's why i'd never sit and play i think myself right okay but i like yeah. it and it, the the world changing thing it kind of reminds me of when fortnite did their uh, apocalypse and it blew yeah. up the bits of the map and yeah. then and then you still hear people going, Oh, I remember that bit of the map used to be <laughs> my favourite place to drop. So I think it's quite nice because there's that history of the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. say day by day, like when the maps updated, everyone went, oh, I just like the old maps. And, right, and then right. and then that's kind of died away really quickly because you just get used to the maps. There's no lore attached to them. Whereas so it's quite a nice way because it is like an active world and getting the, the players involved and having that kind of a storyline running to it, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it sounds it's weird because it felt like it was a complete game, but the way they're adding to it means makes it more worthwhile for those who are playing it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And introducing new characters. When I played it, I actually first played it. I felt that like I was just a guy running around stealing stuff and dying or selling it. Like I felt that, that was my thing. I was a bit like, huh, I I exist. Whereas mm-hmm. all this stuff, as you say, Colin, it's always kind of like there's a world, there's a myth, there's a lore. It's always a bit more obvious, I, which is a I bit of like, oh, that's nice. 
what yeah. the Avengers yeah. will probably do as well was actually address some of that because there is tons of lore and story to Sea of Thieves if you if you want to do that, right? So there is obviously the Tall Tales. There's, I think, 10 of the normal Tall Tales. There's five of the Pirates' Life Tall Tales. They are mm. shock full of story, particularly the Pirates' Life stuff. That's much more blunt. Just played a bunch of them. In fact, you've not yeah. done them all, but you've done maybe no, three of them. A couple, yeah, we've done a couple years to me through a few. Um, and I mean, they're very sort of like story based and much more sort of like uh, almost like a campaign. And yeah. and the the original Tall Tales are are like that, but not quite as as um, as uh, scripted necessarily. But they they definitely are. So there is that there. What I think the adventures are going to do is actually give you bit more narrative regardless of how you play mm -hmm. so i think even if you're just going about being a pirate you're going to be very aware of an overarching thing that's happening in amongst you it doesn't mean yeah. that you're necessarily going to have to get involved in it as such and actually sometimes even whether you want to or not i guess you might potentially still be involved in it just because you're there you're going to be um, affected by it anyway yeah yeah, and kind of like, oh, there it goes, little guys, saving the world again. Just let them do it. <laughs> and I just think it, it just it just seems really, really exciting. And of course, when mm. you add in all the stuff that they've added in the and previously with the the sirens, um, and with the phantoms and with ocean crawlers, there's just so many more threats. There's always going to be the threat of other players, and actually. Um, with the arena closing, there's going to be there's potentially going to be even more. Salty crews yeah, coming out yeah. looking for a battle because that because to scratch that itch. Can I get it? Um, there, yeah. And and it's going to be really exciting. It's a vibrant world, and and I think that that's also going to affect how people play. I um I, I just I just find it's really interesting. I always <laughs> you know there's no hiding the fact that Sea of Thieves is just kind of like taken over my life as a as a game. I just I just always sort of quite fancy that and and i just but i never thought it would it would literally grab me the way it has mm. um I, I i play an awful lot of it i mean that first half a year i streamed 163 hours off it i don't even know how many hours off mm -hmm. i've done since right um <laughs> and i'm always sort of thinking and don't get me wrong there's a few days when i'm like oh i've done a lot of cps this week i quite fancy something different that that's fair enough but i'm always sort of like I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if I'll eventually get bored of Sea of Thieves. Um, but the way that they've the 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 way the game's evolving, I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to get bored for the foreseeable. There's just so much more to do, and I can't wait. Um, which days. is which is just so mm. crucial with any live service game. And I just think you know, there's so many devs out there who have been hitting the headlines for doing bad things. Maybe not devs, but you know, you know what I mean, studios yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. You know. Um, uh, so to just have a particular uh, company studio like Rare who are just as far as I'm aware they really are just smashing it and don't get me wrong I, I know there's folk out there with grumbles the, the, it's a super glitchy game at the moment there, there seems to be with the recent things um, things have been a wee bit glitchy uh, and I'm sure they'll fix that and also there's a couple of ongoing issues within the community with with the game hit registration and a few other things that they're trying to shift about uh they're doing a, a podcast on the 11th of february i believe it is um 
where they're going to address hit registration and a number of the ongoing issues that players have had problems with while there's so Sea of Thieves official podcast is going to address that as well. So, you know, uh, as much as a lot of folk have been like, why have they not said anything about bloody hit reg? Why have they not done this? Mm, yeah, why have they not yeah. done that? Well, they're going to address it uh, and they're going to address it soon. So, yeah, they're, nice. they're smashing it and I can't wait. I think uh, 2022 could well. There's a lot of big games coming this year, but Sea of Thieves is not going anywhere. Exciting times ahead. Well, we know there's a big a big group of uh, our community are big Sea of Thieves players, so I think it's going to be exciting times for our community. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Listen, I'm going to park that aside. Yep. Because uh, oh, we've got bigger bigger fish to fry than fish just and fry than just uh, one game. Because this is us coming back, and we're going to do our game of the year. I found this the hardest Ooh. yet. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Um, right, so basically what what we do for Game of the Year is we each pick three games mm-hmm. and we give them top choice, second choice, third choice and we, you have a kind of point system and then whoever gets the most points becomes your Game of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. So this, I'm good, we're going to fly through all our choices. Yeah. Um, the lower ones we'll skip through quicker. Upper ones you can talk about but but um, there, are six, there were six games, six games in our collection, um, which is probably a bit on par. And yet again, I think Colin and I were a bit more similar than Blunder. Yeah, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. No, not not hugely. No, no, no. Um, and actually, a couple of Blunder's choices. Um, if I had a slightly longer list, would have definitely made it there as well. You know, if we'd done five, if we did a short list of five, um, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. definitely one of Blunder's games yeah. that would have probably been there um, easily, possibly mm-hmm. too. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get on it. Uh, we'll, we'll work from the lower end up the way. Uh, so, the, at the bottom of the pile, bottom of the six games that we chose was Forza Five, and that was my choice. Um, oh, no. Ah, that's a great point to join at the trailers that ends. Um, <laughs> for, Forza 5, uh, very briefly, it's a beautiful game. It's an absolute mm-hmm. stunning game. It's, again, more of the same Forza stuff, um, but it is crystal clarity graphics. It's smooth, smooth gameplay, and it's a bunch of fun. Um, I always come back to the quote that I saw on Twitter that said, who'd have thought that the the best <laughs> the best RPG of the year would be a car game? Uh, and it's pretty, it's pretty accurate. Um, if you're a car nut, this must blow you out the water, and you must have just enjoy it nonstop. Um, I, I like to dabble, so I like to jump in here and there, here and there. Uh, and I'm still getting fun out of it. I know there's people that are mad for it, um, but it's, it's immense fun. And again, it's going to be a game that lasts for a wee while as well. They're adding stuff that there's always events on and things like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in a world where games are coming out half broken and needing fixed. Forza mm-hmm. came out and ran perfectly immediately. I think there was some PC issues in day one of installing and things like that, but for consoles, you just fired it on and it just that's, played beautiful. That's a universal PC issue, though. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think you're ever going to really be able to fix that due to the uh, myriad sort of combinations of PC parts and drivers and all yeah. that sort of stuff. There's all, you know, you're, it's always going to be a little bit bumpy on PC generally, unless the game's solely built for pc yeah, i guess yeah um uh, yeah i've i've played a, a reasonable amount of this um 
it's as Paolo says, it's glorious to look at. Um, and we play it on the Series S. I can only imagine it's even more impressive on the Series X. I can only imagine. Um, but it's a gorgeous game. It's a lot of fun. It's probably the most fun I've had with a driving game since Drive Club. And we all know that Drive Club like was a big surprise for me and Paolo back in the early days of the podcast. Yeah. But we both, well, it was a big surprise for me. It probably wasn't. Paolo does like driving games a bit more than I do. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of fun actually. And as you said, it's the sort of thing you can jump in for a wee. You know, see see if I've only got like 10, 20 minutes to, yeah, to do something. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, rather than, I mean, you can't even put Sea of Thieves on for 20 minutes. You can't do anything in 20 minutes in Sea of Thieves. Not but at all. you can drive about uh, in uh, Forza and do a couple of races or uh, find a couple of um, billboards or something, you know? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good so game. Very good. That, that's in there. Uh, the next one uh, was both the gentleman in front of his choices. It was Deathloop. Yes, <gasps> Gary. Good tell us about yeah. Deathloop. Um, so I, if you remember, Deathloop caught me off guard because remember I was like, "Oh, it looks pure gank," and then next minute I was like, "That looks <laughs> not bad." And then I was like, "This game's amazing." I just love the um, this. I think for me, it's the style, it's the aesthetics, it's the it feels so cool, calm and collected. Um, and the story's complex and it gets you scratch your brain. Lots of different ways to go around accomplishing your missions. Um. The one thing I don't like too much is the player invasion, but that's just because I get beat by people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it adds a, a new element to keep keeps the game fresh. I think that's why I can't you go You can turn that off. Um, I know, but then I feel like I'm cheating. Right. Yeah, um, you are. You are. You are. <laughs> it, it, it definitely caught, it caught me in its loop, but I just liked doing it. I liked playing it. And I love I love the previous games, like spiritual predecessors, the Dishonored games. So it just felt like everything ramped up. Uh, I it's just great. I, I need to. I need to go back and get back into it. Um, and I like the way the story unraveled, and you think you're figuring it out, and then they do something you're like, "Oh wait, what?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like a giant murder mystery, but no one's been murdered yet um, until you start doing your job. Um, nice. And it was just. It was, I just loved it. So that was my third place because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I enjoyed it greatly. Nice, Colin. You want to say anything about Deathloop? Uh, also, third place, I guess the only reason it didn't rank a wee bit higher is I sort of lost my way with it a little bit. Um, I think, and I I kind of looked around and there was a few folk that had a similar sort of feeling that, that it, it loved it, absolutely loved it to begin with. And then at one point just kind of went, hmm, I'm just sort of lost my way a bit. But I'm going to get back into it because there's still a few things I want to try out and stuff. The Blunder's right, the, the amount of different ways you can do things, the actual... Uh, gameplay of just like blinking about from <laughs> um, uh, from rooftop to rooftop is great. I actually love the invasion mechanic. I love oh. nothing better than somebody coming <laughs> in, you know, okay, this is my home. I have to defend it. That's how you feel when somebody comes into your world. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you here. Um, so I actually really, really enjoy it. Um, and it's very funny, very interesting, and you know, it's just. It's just a pretty cool game. Um, I, I really yeah, liked it. It's very cool. Good, good. I've yet to play it. Um, I think I will eventually. Um, I think you'll like it, Paolo. Yeah, I, I think, think so. You will I like think it. so. Next up on the list was It Takes Two, baby. So they say. Uh, which is a wee local, well, it could be online as well, I suppose, co-op game uh, that you must play with two people. Uh, I've been playing this with the wee Maverick. Uh, and it mm. is... A diamond a wee game. It is 
it's so well done, it's so quirky, it's so fun, it's so pick up and play, it's got all sorts of different mechanics that just keep you interested throughout the whole thing. Um and every every chapter requires a different type of game, which is really quite clever. Um and it's so much fun. And I'm not a huge kind of couch co-op person. I don't fly that flag really. But um, it's it's so much fun sitting playing it, and it's you know uh, because it requires the two people. You know, there's people that the, one character's doing one thing and the other character's doing another thing. You can't somebody can't just charge ahead and do it all. You need mm-hmm. the both of you to work together, and it's it's quite fun. Ties in with the story, that kind of thing. Um, have any of you guys played this at all? No, no, but I know list. the kind of story. It's quite dark sided. The story, isn't it? It's got a wee bit dark hint to it, yeah. Um, yes. But no, it, it's, it involves playing with other people, though, and you know I don't like people. That's true. Me, um, me and my wife have, <laughs> have almost started this game a Aye. bunch of times. I, I want to play it with her. I think we will enjoy it with just getting around to it. Um, for ages, I didn't have a second Xbox controller, but I do have now. Ah, so, yeah, I, I, yeah. Can't, I can't wait to get to actually play it because I, I think we will, we will have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I've heard nothing but great things about it the Aye. trailer itself is really good mm-hmm. um and i know various folk i'm sure random bloke streamed this at one point he was raving about it there's um yeah it's it's uh, very satisfying to play it's it's very very approachable which i think is great very good very good next on the list it had one had to be in there didn't it really it's mm-hmm. resident evil 8 village Whee! blunder yeah. Tell me. Why? Because uh, uh, all the games that came out last year, it's the only game I've completed like a million times. Like it just is so good. A gazillion times. A gazillion times. <laughs> a gazillion million billion times. It just did everything so well. It was a really uh, good sequel to 7. Um, it fit in with the Resident Evil series nicely. Its fourth act was a bit weak, but Resident Evil does have a habit of doing that, and especially mm-hmm. with modern games. Um but I just, I loved it. It had me terrified. Uh, and it's just, it had so much to unlock it and so much replayability. I just loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, definitely recommend it to any Survivor Horror fan. And in fact, it's getting free story DLC this year. I was like, they're still oh, giving really? us. I didn't know that. Year old. Yeah, so they're releasing free story DLC. That's exciting. Um, and no one really knows what it's going to be about. So we're all like, <gasps> what's going to happen? Um, and that'll just take me back in. But I'd, I'd, I've almost found planting that in the PS5 then I've decided to put my, P- my PC and start for the start again and it's like one of the only game series that I would do that with but it's just it's just so much fun it's just it's you're a fun. disgrace it's a fun game you're a disgrace <laughs> well I bought it twice because I didn't know I was getting my PS5 remember so I pre-ordered it the PC sure, sure, then sure, I got sure, a PS5 sure, 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 so sure, I had sure. to buy the, the PS5 the amount of games bl- that we have to play for reviews or to try out stuff and, and blunder Spends all his time replaying the same damn game. <laughs> Although I can't see anything about the time I spend playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, so that's so that was my five first choice. That was my that's, number one. That was my game of the year. Blunder's game of the year. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to move on, Colin, because the next yeah, one. Yeah, is... I'm very well, quickly. It's good. It's good. I don't think it's as good as seven. I think they've they could have rejigged the the stuff. I think you know the the best baddie they've got I think is somewhat underused in it it's not as good as 7 it's still very good uh, I enjoyed it then it was gone little review 
That was the TLDR <laughs> review. The next one, second on the list, just missing out on the pip of the post to the top spot, as they say, um, is Ratchet and Clank. Uh, rift apart. Colin, tell us about Ratchet and Clank, pal. This is amazing. It's a genuinely brilliant game. It is the most, I'm sure Blunder will agree, it is the most next-gen mm. feeling game I've played. Um, it is spectacular looking at it, uh, looking, the gameplay's lots of fun, the story's great. Um, the, so they the had me trying at points, it's that good? It's it's mm. it's just really brilliant. Um, I I actually platinumed it the other day. I uh, and that's go. generally I do, I don't usually platinum uh, a lot of games unless I f- really feel that they sort of deserve it, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I got the platinum for it the other day, and it's just fabulous. I I genuinely was so taken. The uh, Ratchet and Clank twenty sixteen was my first ever Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, it came on PS Plus, and I put it on one day to try it out just so I could talk about it the podcast. I went, this is lots of fun. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise hit. So I was kind of excited about Ratchet and Clank. We were very lucky enough to be sent codes for this by Sony. I feel we should probably let folk know that. Um, but, you know, that, you know, is, is by the by. We, we've been sent codes for lots of other games and that yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that we necessarily get hugely taken by them. In fact, there's lots of games that we've got codes for that haven't bothered even playing. Or, well, we have played, but we've not, you know, you, you know, you don't get as far in, um, let alone platinum them. I, I just think it's fantastic. I think the, the whole Rift idea is really amazing. Mm-hmm, the technology mm-hmm. that's on show with it um, and, of course, the, the 4K, the HDR, it really does show off. The haptic feedback, all that stuff it is fabulous i really really liked it i enjoyed it it's it's possibly just a, a shade away from my type of game um I, I i enjoyed playing it though i have to say it, it really did pop the whole game did pop alive mm-hmm. uh with uh, with uh, clarity and color mm-hmm. uh, it was fun to play i just think it's maybe just a wee as i say a wee shade away from my style of game but i enjoyed it i certainly enjoyed it blunder Oh, I just loved it. It was like playing, it was playing a Pixar movie. It was so yeah. good. Like Colin, I hadn't played Ratchet and Clank until they did the remake of the first game, and I waited till I didn't get to PS Plus, and uh, I loved that. And then when this came out, I was just like, "Oh, is what I think uh, the fourth Crash Bandicoot game, which I enjoyed, wishes it could be." Mm-hmm. Like it's they've both got a similar premise and a lot of similar game mechanics, but Ratchet and Clank just does it so much better, um, and it's really quirky and fun and fun for all the family and um, it's introduced it's a bunch so of good. new characters as well yeah um, and, and quite, without going too spoilery you, you you're actually not playing as ratchet and clank as often as you might think you are oh, okay and and that you know well we we know from the previous smoking creator of our argument over the last of us two for instance that that's not always <laughs> that that can be a divisive mm. choice you know if if you're not playing as characters people expect to play and people don't always want to um but these characters are just really wonderful uh and and it's it's an absolute joy and and the way it jumps about and you play as various characters you're kind of like oh i wonder who i'm playing as next or or oh i'm excited to do to do this next section of the story it's just fabulous yeah, good fun, good fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Which brings mm-hmm. us, gentlemen, to the Nearly Men Game of the Year 2021. Oh, uh, yeah. 
There's on... going to be a revolt in the chat by the way about this. And the point, this point system. <laughs> just to remind you, there is a point system <laughs> to how we do this. Uh, Tommy Box is going to unsub from all of us because the game of the year. Uh, was it on my list? <laughs> 2021 is Returnal. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Returnal. Um, I. Oh, now, this on. was on your list, Paolo. This was on your list. This, this was my game of the year. Um, I I want to argue with you about Ratchet and Clank. I think this is the most next gen game that I played this year. Okay. Uh, I think the the gameplay seemed very fresh, even though it might be rehashing some certain things. It seemed very fresh. The style of it was beautiful. I I think it, um, it's got that house mark thing of everything on screen at once. Uh, which I think uh, is a real showcase of the next gen console. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, it was so satisfying to me. a game, a game that puts you right back to the start every single time you die, and I still wanted to keep playing it. I I, I can't get beyond that. I can't get beyond the fact that I could put potentially an hour into the game and then yep. die and lose everything. I have no more knowledge. I've not. I've not advanced in, in any way. But then I start doing it again. I, I think there's there's something special about a game that can do that. And yeah, so Paolo, you don't really play a lot of roguelikes, really. So no, so, no. So this is a fairly new experience. You have played some of them, yeah, obviously, yeah. But, but you have played some of them. Um, and and yet, and obviously, like any roguelike, eventually there is an element of. Uh, carry on or, or sort of like leveling up yeah, you, you, yeah. you do start to gain things eventually as you progress that that help unlock things but yeah I mean fundamentally much like Deathloop and various other games um, there was a lot of them this year it, it does it starts you right back at the start again but what, what Deathloop uh, what Returnal has which is also really surprising and this is why a lot of the naysayers need to realise that th- this game is something special because as a kind of rule, Paolo's not really into that sort of game that often. That, but also, you're not really into super, super, super punishingly hard games generally either. Not um, necessarily. Um, I know you've you've had your your I, moments with. Stuff, I'm always but, intrigued but, by them, but I, I don't have the patience for them. I don't have the time to do them. Yeah. Um, and you know the, the, th- the thing was, it took me. It took Blunderboy, if I may say, Blunderboy ah, yeah, no, played this game, right? Still furious about this, and <laughs> he, he played it for ninety minutes beat, and beat the first boss and was halfway through the second biome, right? In ninety minutes, it took me, and I kid you not, this is no exaggeration. It took me over twenty-four hours to beat the first boss. <laughs> 24 I th- hours I think I was about 16 hours <laughs> to get past the first boss but so then I, I did the second boss second <laughs> so you can argue that you know oh, well, you've beat the first boss you're now in the second biome you can carry on blah blah but I had 24 mm. hours of where and I did the first one I did not the same <laughs> so to, for, it, for it to hold me that much um, obviously I love sci-fi and things like that so that's appealing mm. to me um, and it, it's just it was just it's a beautiful looking game. It's so smooth. It's so it plays so next gen. It's just so responsive. Um, sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, Colin. Sorry, I'm away. No, again. no, I, I, you're absolutely correct. Um, it's it's got this speed about it. This like absolute 
kind of raw, sort of almost like untamed speed about it at times. And you can you can slow down. And actually, my best um, sort of advice I've noticed is actually is it, it's quite important to have moments where you take your time because it sort of encourages you to battle so fast, and and you kind of have to be like constant perpetual motion when you're actually in these fights to keep yourself alive because they are unbelievably hard at points <laughs> and, and because of the very nature of the game and because it's sort of procedurally gen- generated um and you know you know one day one time if you're trying to get to the second or third biome for instance um once you've kind of unlocked the path to it um your route still differs every mm, time yeah. I mean, sometimes you can find your you can find what you're looking for after two doors sometimes it's 15 or 16 doors and and each door you go through you're like is this where i die oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh it, it it literally can just um put you right in the right in the special <laughs> place um but yeah you're but right I, you're right even when i was on the second biome i think i went through the entire first map trying to find what i was trying to get yeah and it's it's but it's it's just fabulous and i have to say that the story really is fantastic um i feel especially as you get into biome 2 and biome 3 in particular you start to unravel an awful lot more of celine's memories about why she's there Mm -hmm. about what's drawn her to the place and the way i mean it's it's like proper calling back to really decent high-end sci-fi what's the one with um Amy Adams, what's that called? Arrival. Uh, Arrival. There's a real feeling of that. Of course, there's a lot of alien in it. Um, and of course, although I wasn't a big fan of Prometheus, there's a real sort of feeling of that as well. Um, it's and got then a lovely the- level of sci-fi, kind of what you know is sci-fi. And what really appeals to me about good sci-fi is it's slightly spooky. Yes. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. It's you know genuinely I mean? spooky at points. And this is, yeah. this is really creepy. The whole house in the first biome, that whole thing is is really creepy. And I think that's key to a good sci-fi. I remember the first time I saw that house, man, blood ran cold. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's super exciting. And it does, it, it drifts from this sort of like third-person arcade sort of Dark Souls shoot 'em up sort of thing into this sort of like first person sort of survival horror kind of feel, you know, this sort of like it feels like I mean it genuinely feels a bit like PT at points. Um horrendous. Uh, you're right though, you're right. And yeah, I just so I think the reason why Returnal became my, and it was my game of the year too, so in the end it wasn't even close, I'm afraid, people in the chat, due to the way that we we can award points. uh, It was was a clear winner for us, actually. Uh, Although, well, actually, Ratchet and Clank did very well as well. Um, But, um, you know, I had high hopes for Housemark. Um, We uh, didn't know um, what Returnal was going to be, all we knew was it was Housemark who had made Resogun and Alien Nation and various other kind of small indie arcade games, and we knew that they were doing a PS5 exclusive. They had come; they became part of PlayStation Studios. They were definitely going to be. This was going to be a bit of a departure from them. But even the trailers and all that didn't really give an awful lot away in the in the the mm. kind of lead up to it. We didn't really know what kind of game it was going to be. Um, all I knew was it was Housemark that were doing it and it was probably going to be pretty good. 
we were lucky enough to get sent yet again, full disclosure, we got sent codes for this game. Um but I can tell you right now, if if I had bought this game, I'd be absolutely delighted with it and it would still be my game of the year because I genuinely think there's just nothing else like it. Yeah, and yeah. and and uh, the the you know, I've streamed it a few times, I've been streaming it recently, and there's a few folk who have come in and yeah, I get it, it's not going to be for everybody, but um the 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 people who who kind of sit and watch it and go, oh, I quite like that. It will get its claws into you. I think it's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, um, I agree. And for me, absolutely game of the year because I don't think there's another game like it. I agree. I agree. Blunder, are you getting to see about Returnal, son? Ah, it's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> I will move to it eventually, but it's an anxiety game for me. I get, I, I don't like the dining back to start. Uh, um, that's that's think, an issue. But then you but didn't the do that for ninety is, minutes as you flew through the first two. I know. I mean, I've got to say though, the the amount of times he goes back to start with whatever Resident Evil game he's playing, in. <laughs> just just imagine it's a Resident Evil game. Blunt, well, be fine. I've played, like, I played a lot of Hades this year, and I've. With that game, I didn't mind dying back to start. I don't know if it's because it's ancient Greek gods and stuff. So I think, I think I just because everyone's back to turn, so sexy be, in that game. Everyone is so That's sexy. what it is. <laughs> uh, I think if I went back to turn, I'd enjoy it because the story was good. I like the story. It's just the it's a game where I need to be in the right. Like I need to just play it right. I, I'm not going to get annoyed. I'm just going to play it. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I think you do have to be in the right zone to play it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it'll give you a headache. I think. Mm-hmm. You, and you way. need to be aware that you're gonna get battered. You, oh, you I have to, You have to put that to to one side and realize that you know, uh, Deathloop's a similar sort of game in that sort of way. Like mm. you're gonna have to fail to succeed. You're gonna have to yeah. learn from your mistakes. And you, and there's this whole sort of meme, and it's used to be a, you know, to kind of be mean to people a lot on the internet about get good. Right, but kind of you kind of have to get good at Returnal, right. um, uh, and you will, you will get good. You, you will. There are ways to get. It's it's Did just. You that? I know. Well, that's He's what you talk to me. It was mostly good. It was to Paolo and the naysayers out there who are burning their nearly men merch as we speak. Um, so there we are, ladies and gentlemen. The game of the year, two thousand twenty-one, for the nearly men by point system is. Returnal. Well, well done, Yay. House Mark. Well done, well done, well done. Colin Little, give us some Colin Little's little trivia. Ooh. Do it. Paolo moved it in the script. Where did he put it? Where did he put it? <laughs> did put it? I didn't oh, move it. I just said I'm going to move. <laughs> so, oh, I see. I just assumed it when I saw you say you were moving. Burgundy, you'd actually Jesus. Moved it. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. I've only got one for you. I've only got one for you. But you know, this will ward off all the accusations of us being Sony fanboys, right? I've got, I've got some Microsoft <laughs> Xbox trivia for you here, right? This is Colin Little's little trivia. Master Chief is a radio DJ. The voice actor who plays Master Chief and has played Master Chief in every single Halo game to date is more famously known as Steve Downs, a radio DJ dating back to the late 1970s. Downs was most recently on Chicago's WDRV, The Drive. That explains why why he's got such a... I mean, he has got a fabulous voice, Master Chief. That's right, he does. 
I mean, this, what was that? that was I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a mute. <laughs> I thought it was like a mute hero. I didn't even add a voice. He talks like that. <laughs> yeah. I see we got a problem. That's what he does. I mean, let's not play the law in Halo in the last six months. He is a bit, he is a bit gravelly. It doesn't sound like he's had that. No, it does. It sounds like my Tom Hardy impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know what you're getting for your subbies? Thank you, Colin, for your trivia. Do we? Mediac. Subbies. Subbies, 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 subbies. Game Pass editions, 20th of January, you got Death's Door, Hitman Trilogy, Paparazzi. Rainbow Six Extraction and Rainbow Six Siege and Windjammers 2. 27th of oh, January. That's today. You're getting Taiko no Tatsujin, <laughs> the drum master yes. on console PC. 3rd of February, you're getting Dreamscaper console. 10th of February, Besieged on console. 17th of February, very excited for Yuzi 83. We know he's, he's going to explode. It's Total War, Warhammer 3. I'm very oh. excited with that, but I think that would make my PC explode. On Game Pass. Day one, people. Day one. Games with Gold. Right, here we go. Till the 31st oh. of January, you're getting Eurovoider and Space Invaders Infinity Gene. Till the 16th of February, you're getting a ground. November- oh, oh I've, no, I've, I've not completed that list at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So that's to the end of January. Would you uh, like you know what you've got in November and December? I can tell you that. Uh, if one of you can look up Games of Gold for February, go and let us know. Oh God, right, I'll do that. Do you want to, right. do you want to take us over to the PlayStation Saturday PlayStation Town? PlayStation Saturday Town. <laughs> so creepy. January, you've still got Dirt 5 on PS5 and PS4. And you're also getting Deep Rock Galactic on PS5 and PS4. Persona 5 Strikers on PS4, you've got about three days to pick them. Oh, no, tell her, you've got about, what, five days to get them up. Next yeah. Tuesday, I think, is when they, they drop. For February, what's coming is Planet Coaster Console Edition on PS5, UFC 4 on PS4, and Tiny oh, yeah. Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure on PS4. That's what you're getting. Uh, Colin. Uh, yeah, I've got you your got games for February, yep. What are we uh, getting so, up to the middle? So, from February... Uh, well, hang on, which ones did you get? Let me check. Let me check before I repeat myself. I've got the uh, ones that were Eurofighter last month. And, and ground. Okay, yeah. So, from February 1st to February 28th, you're getting Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse. Quite mm. excited about that. That's for Xbox One. Uh, you're getting Aerial Knights Never Yield. That's uh, February the 16th to March the 15th. You're going to get Hydrophobia. That is February 1st to February the 15th. And finally, you're getting Band of Bugs. That is the February 16th to February the 28th. Mm-hmm. That's what we have, according to theloadout.com. Thank you very much, Colin Little. Um, we've been playing some games. We're going to skip over these. Uh, All together, we did play some Age of Empires. Didn't we? Yeah. talk about it. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was good fun. Um, I'm just going to skip over this uh, yeah. just purely for the fact that we are going to set up an Age of Empires tournament, I think, mm-hmm. for the Nearly Men. Um, there's no date or anything or format or anything in place. We're basically gauging interest. 
to see how many people want to play. It's probably going to be a kind of casual offline situation where um, it won't be like you have to be here or there. You, you might get like a week to play your game kind of thing and you arrange with your, your opponent when you're going to play that kind of thing. I think that's the easiest yep. way of doing it. Uh, but it's going um, to be epic, isn't it, Colin? It is. I can't wait. And I have to say, Age of Empires 4, if, if, again, much like um, Resident Evil and a few others, if, if we had a slightly longer mm-hmm. list, Age of Empires would have been on my one somewhere on my list of game of the year as well. It's it's really great. I really like it. Um, it's super hard, and I'm not clearly not as good at it as I thought I was. But um, mm, not at it's, all. Uh, it's a really great game. I, I really really like it, and I, and you know the community seem to really be quite taken by it as well. Mm. Um, it's got that old school LAN party sort of feel yes. to it. Yes, I, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it's really great. Um, yeah, I don't nice. think a lot of fun playing it. Colin, what else have you been playing, my buddy? Uh, just very quickly, it had a, a bit of a shot at Hitman 3. I played it in VR. It was excellent. Oh, it good. made me feel hella sick. Good. I have <laughs> obviously lost my VR legs. I need to get so back bad. into it. But um, it is fabulous. I've also played so... A bit weird. The, the PS VR version of the game is only compatible with the PS4 version of the game, not the PS5 version. So oh. I have the PS4 version and the PS5 Ooh. version. It's because of the DualShock. Uh, the light bar and the dual shock for tracking the weapons, ah. um, rather than the dual sense that doesn't have a light bar at the top. So that's why that is. Um, uh, the, so the PS4 version with VR works really well. I mean, it's suitably janky at points, but it's it is a lot of fun. The maps are amazing, and of course, you can play in VR. You can play Hitman One and Hitman Two maps as well as Hitman Three, all in VR. So I was actually playing a lot of the Hitman Two stuff in VR. It was fabulous. Nice. Um, and I've also played some of Hitman Three on PS Five, and it is stunning <laughs> graphically. Um, so so Hitman Three is great. And the other game, which I'm sure Paolo's is going to mention as well, is I played a little bit of Valheim. Um, I'm going to need uh, a bit more oomph in my PC before I can properly get into it. I'm going to get some more RAM, I think, to properly think, but. Valheim's a lot of fun, and who knows if I'd had a bit more of a chance to play Valheim, it may well have appeared somewhere in my Game of the Year list as well because it came out this twenty twenty one. I know a lot of folk in the community love it. I, I think it's very good. Very yeah, good yeah, Valheim is good. I've played a wee bit of it as well, and it's, uh, it's got that addictive thing, that Minecraft. I'll just finish this bit. I'll just finish this bit. I'll just and you're, you're there three hours later. Ah, <laughs> it's very good, and uh, I've been addicted to Star Citizen. Uh, anybody that's been watching me <laughs> knows it's a proper addiction ah, it's so good, such a good world um, I, d- I don't know when I'll ever stop and it's the same early access at the moment, it's not even what a full game alpha? yet and you're obsessed but I would love it, Blunderboy what you been playing? you've been playing something a bit more different than us yeah, so I jumped into VHS, uh, which is an asymmetric four versus one horror game. Um, it's in closed beta just now, which I think is hurting it a bit because people are dying to play it and they're just not putting that many keys out. Um, you're, people are tempted to compare it to Dead by Daylight. It's not because basically your job is to kill the bad guy. So I think Colin would enjoy this a lot more when it goes to open uh, when it goes to open games. So you basically have to. Uh, the bad guys, the, the, the monsters have four lives uh, and it's four different types of life and you have to craft the weapons and then basically kill them each time. So there's four teens, four monsters. It's very 80s, set in the 80s. There's a storyline. So they get, they're like in a video rental store and it's like a monster of the week idea and they get sucked into the TV 
and one of the five teams gets turned into the monster and they free their pal, they've got to kind of break the curse. It's quite right. So it's kind of a wee bit cheesy, but it's, it's really scary. It's really intense. Like your blood gets pumping when, when it works. Can I just check? Do you have to do anything with bloody generators? No generators, just make <laughs> yes, weapons. And, I'm in. Make, Make weapons and kill. Make weapons and kill the bad guy, or the bad guy kills you. That's um, what I'm talking about. What's <laughs> the fun? It's real fun, and I think. Don't quote me on this. I think when the game releases in PC, it's going to be free. All right. So, okay, okay. Um, I would definitely recommend it. The reason I'm not streaming it more is just it's quite hard to get games, or you're getting games and you're new and you're going up against level 95 players and you're like, I'm oh, so sweat. Yeah, so it's just because they've been playing that they've had the key for months, um, but yep. very, very good. Lots of fun uh, and can't wait to get play a bit more of it when there's more people on it. Nice. Uh, the other game I've been playing is called In Sound Mind by We Create Stuff. Uh, and this is great. It's a first-person psychological horror game. You play a psychiatrist um, and you wake up in the basement of a building and... The, the city around you is crumbling and flooding. And basically, to, to save the world, I'm guessing, or to save myself, uh, you have to find your ex-patient's tapes, uh, therapy session tapes, and explore their memories. And in and that, and that, and their memory, they are some sort of demon that represents their pain and turmoil. So it can be quite quite dark at times, quite, quite dark-sided. Um, but it's really good. It's made me scream. So much. <laughs> There's a few very good clips of me dying on the spot. You see my soul leave my body. Um, and the, the highlight is there's a talking cat called Tonya. Excellent. She's, she's great. Sign so me up. She, 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 she kind of, you, you first, well, the, the game starts with the, the bad guy going, they say curiosity killed the cat. No, I killed the cat. So for the whole game, you're just like, who's killing my cat? <laughs> um, and then the cat appears, the cat saves you a couple of times. The cat farts at your point as well. And you can pet the cat, and yes. it's the most thing ever. Um, you get a trophy for petting the cat. Um, but no, it's really good. I've done three of the tapes. I'm about to find the fourth tape. Uh, I'm going to be doing that on Sunday. And it's, it's, it's real good. It's real fun. I took a chance in it. I got it mm. on sale. Kind of, I was, it, I was like, it looks good, but I'm worried it's going to look good, not be good. And it's been amazing. Like, no regrets. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Good shout. Good shout. That um, looks good. Looks properly spooky. It's Spoopy. very spooky. Spoopy. There's mannequins. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Uh, <laughs> we, our lovely listeners have been in touch as well. Uh, they get in touch about the game of the year as well. Jamie Simpson was on Facebook. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Looking forward to the episode, it says. Thank you, Jamie. Game of the year 2021. My gaming time is very limited, so I didn't play many. But the game I played most was Re- Resident Evil Village. So that's my choice. Stay safe. To Jamie. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Nice. Hamster boy! Can't do Game of the Year 2021 because I don't think I played any new releases somehow. Guess Wreckfest <laughs> takes it. <laughs> Wreckfest is a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Viva la hazy! Uh, gives us his top three, which are Deathloop, Returnal, and Metroid Dread. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good one. I never got a chance to play Metroid Dread, but uh, folk rave about it. It's yep. apparently very good. Those are all quite similar games, though. Those are all kind of... Well, Metroid Dread is mm-hmm. suitably difficult. Uh, and then, obviously, Returnal and Deathloop. I've got that loopy, mm-hmm. roguelike sort of felt. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, Deathloop's not really roguelike, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, good choices. Nice. Baker was in touch on the Discord. Returnal, game of the year. That's all he says. Yes. 
There it was. Jamesy42, welcome back, he says. 2021 was the year of the Game Pass for me and rekindled my love for the Xbox. Lots of great indie games that were fun to play, like the Artful Escape and Unpacking. Game of the year for me would be Forza 5. There you go. Good choices, good choices. The lovely Social Scruffy tweeted us, what a great year for gaming, he says. Sea of Thieves and Forza Horizon 5 are fantastic. Halo Infinite is my game of the year. The tight multiplayer Ooh. and the open world campaign with boss fights is just what I want Halo to be. That's a little dig at Paolo. Paolo doesn't like the boss fights. <laughs> well, do you know, they're all right. They're all right. It's no as... Yeah. I, I actually had fun last Monday. Last Monday I had fun playing Halo, which is the first time it's happened in a long time. I quite I quite like Halo Infinite. Um, I just, I'm just not that big a fan of the Halo games. And I just... Every time I play Halo Infinite, I kind of wish I was playing Destiny. And that's not yeah, a great that's thing. Not but great. I would, I would say that it's it's the best Halo game I've played. But that's not <laughs> necessarily the. Great. I yeah. mean, it's perfectly good. It, it it's it is it is a pretty good game. But you know, I play a lot of shooters, and it's not that good. Yeah, the grapple's great fun, but that's about. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, Subtle was in touch. Subtle's been playing Subtle Strath, that is. Been playing Control, Grounded, and more Destiny Ooh. 2. There you are. Some games I'm looking forward to playing are the remastered Life is Strange games. I played Those, Tale- Those are just out, I think. Uh, they're coming, just coming, I think. Ah. Uh, I played Tale 2 and The Longest Road on Earth. I don't know that at all. Govern Road. I was trying <laughs> to think of something. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Hamster Boy has also been playing some Genshin Impact on PlayStation and a little bit of Halo on the old Xbox. Oh. Audentior was on Discord saying, since your last episode, three years ago, I've been <laughs> I finally played Ori in the Blind Forest. Really good looking and sounding game. Nice. Bri was on the Discord as well, been playing lots of Kingdom New Lands. Finally finished Back for Blood, Alien Isolation, and some random retro games in my collection. Nice. Alien Isolation. <laughs> callback 42 was in touch he says at the moment I'm playing my way through Mass Effect Legendary Edition which is totally yeah. amazing they have really done an amazing job updating it as for 2021 nothing really jumps out to take first spot while Call of Duty Vanguard sucked Halo Infinite was really good so that's the up there at least now I'm just looking forward to the new Sea of Thieves update yes. the new stuff looks totally awesome shame about Arena leaving the game but good that devs want to focus on the adventure side of the game as for this year, we'll just need to wait and see what the gaming world throws at us. And fingers crossed, hopefully with the pandemic ending, things get better and we see more big releases. It was kind of quiet, wasn't it? The whole of 2021 was, you know, there was there was obvious big games, but it wasn't as many as, as we're used to. Well, that that's exactly it. But I think that's also quite, you know, that's kind of because of the way that things are going. There's a lot of big games coming this year. You know, if we're even just thinking about Sony, you know, there's Horizon coming, there's Sifu, which is going to be an interesting one. Obviously, there's God of War, Ragnarok. Elden uh, Ring. Elden Ring. Um, and then, of course, I mean, is, is Starfield coming this year? I End don't of know. this year, it's due. End of this year. I won't um, hold my breath, though. Is Breath of the Wild 2 coming? There's lots oh, of games who knows that about people that? Are, are hoping that that are coming. Um, You're more chance so, to get a shrouded ghost than Breath of the Wild 2. I don't know about <laughs> that. I think Breath of the Wild 2 might come this year. Who knows? Um, yeah, so I guess you, you just have your slit list sometimes, but actually, I, I we were having a bit of a, a tricky one because we, we were talking about um, Game of the Year. We're like, right, we'll do Game of the Year 
when we get back for the first podcast because we always do our first one back in January. Um, I'm like, oh, I can't even remember what came out this year because nothing really jumped mm. out. It was only when we went back and I had a look at them. Obviously, Returnal was already, I was like, well, definitely Returnal's one, Ratchet and Clank's probably one, but we'll, we'll, we'll have a look. There's some other stuff. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of games that came out this year. It wasn't a bad year for games at all. It's just that a lot of the games that that took us were, were games that were actually already there that were sort of like finding their thing and also because of game pass james is right in a lot of ways game pass was that it was the year of game pass but the thing about game pass is it's like a buffet rather than sitting there picking a menu and going ah, i really want a steak so i'm going to get a steak you're at a buffet you can oh i'm gonna get a little bit of that a little bit of this a little bit of that and as a result uh, you know, we've we've kind of had that problem where we've barely completed any games because we've played so many different oh, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mm. uh, so, so I kind of get that with Jamesy. You know, Game Pass could well be Game of the Year for quite a lot of folk because there is a ah. lot of games that you, you've had a little nibble at. Game Pass Game of the Year, I like that. <laughs> it's not, though. It's, <laughs> it's Returnal. It's Returnal. It's Returnal. Here's some new releases for you, gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Rugby 22 <laughs> Easy for me to say Rugby 22 is coming out pretty much in everything on the 27th Circuit Superstars joins us on PS4 today 27th Model Builder on PC uh, Tomorrow Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collections out as is Pokemon Legends Arce- Arceus Arceus must be Arceus must be Arceus on the 1st of March you get Life is Strange Remastered Collection Sheftastic Buffy Blast. I didn't even know that was coming. I just talked about Buffy there. Is that right? On the 4th of February, Dying Light 2's out? Yes, I even forgot about that. Dying Light 2's coming out. That's another big game. Paolo, are you going to play that? You're going to play that? Nope. Ollie Ollie World is coming out on the 8th. Sifu is out on the 8th as well. Crossfire X out on the 10th. As is Edge of Eternity. Out there, Oceans of Time and Lost Ark is out on the 11th. And Jam- then the week after that, we get Horizon as well. There's so much coming. So much coming. February is jam-packed with games because Elden mm-hmm. Ring's, what, the 25th or something as well? <sighs> February is jam-packed with games. There you go. Clear your diaries. Save your money. Clear your wallets. Aye. Clear your bank balance. It's not the hard part. <laughs> Gentlemen, this has been a pleasure. Episode 101 is Yee! done. Has there been anything in the chat that has stood out for you? Or have you just been enjoying yourselves talking? Everyone hating on YouTube for voting Return of Game of the Year. <laughs> oh, Tommy Box 298 did say, hmm, are we more offended by the Returnal choice or the Master Chief impression? <laughs> There's a lot of people, I mean, that you know, it's right down the middle. Some folk are saying absolutely Returnal. Baker Boy's very pleased. Mm-hmm. Ride the Die. Uh, Tommy Box, obviously. Call Mac, not impressed with Returnal. Evil Monkey says, more like Return It. Um, which is unnecessary Uh, Daybreak talking about um, In Sound Mind saying really really enjoying watching it Blunder there's a lot of love for Ori in the Blind Forest as well which is a really great game actually I haven't had a chance to play yet but Mm. but folk folk really like it Um, the worst thing in the whole thing Social Scruffy's turned up to declare that Blunder's the best gamer but then this is also a man who Remember, I better have the game of the year than you two. <laughs> <laughs> That's grim, isn't it? That's really grim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no hiding the rage. 
That happened early on, and then right at the tail end, start of 2022, Paolo smacked me about multiple times in Age of Empires. It's just not been my year. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. This episode of the podcast was brought to you, of course, by executive producer, Mr. Hamster Boy. Thank you, Mr. Hamster Boy. Being a tier two subscriber, you can be an executive producer of the podcast by being a tier two subscriber. Uh, All tier one subscribers are, of course, producers, and you'll see them at the end of the show. Next episode is 102. That's going to be on 8pm on the 10th of February. That's two weeks tonight. We'll be back next week with a more multiplayer action. Anything to say, boys, before we go? Uh, no, that that was, was is good to be back. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening and your support as ever. Uh, thank you for all the folk that have been here in the chat. Uh, and buy our merch. Yeah. Buy our merch. Printbunker.co.uk Blunderboy, anything to say? Charge your joypads. It's very depressed if you don't. Love it. Go and play Neil Men's Game of the Year 2021 Returnal. Enjoy it. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.